Uh, hey, it is, uh, it's Thursday. It is Thursday, December the 10th, uh, 2020, and uh, we've got uh, plenty of things to get into in our short, swift hour of conversation here on TriStar Sports Live, presented by Parks Motor Sales. Some interesting college football discussions, and I know as always, always, Mr. West Duncan has some somewhat breaking news. He brings something to the table every time he's on the show, so... Uh, you want to go ahead and fire? That's right. You want to go ahead and fire something out there. Where do you where, where do you want to hey. start today, Wes? Hey, I'll I'll go ahead and start this out there for our listeners. You know, uh, big breaking news a while ago. ESPN and SEC, the Southeastern Conference, has signed a exclusive ten year deal, uh, joining the ESPN and the SEC together for ten years, starting in twenty twenty four. Uh, so that's big news. All They broke their ties with CBS. Um, the SEC championship game is still going to be aired on ABC each year. Uh, it's going to be on ABC starting in 2024, but they broke away from CBS, uh, the, you know, which has been a staple for the SEC, the it has. 230 game mm-hmm. usually. Uh, so this is big news for ESPN, um, big news for the SEC. Um, I know people that don't like the SEC, they'll probably be distraught <laughs> over this. But, hey, is there any other conference to be watching football? No, not around here. No, no not at all. Not really. Yeah, not at all. By the way, but, Coach, um, Mike, Coach Mike is uh, joining us, uh, if you hear him. And, uh, you know, that's interesting. Uh, as they outbid CBS, and, and we expected this, CBS had kind of made it known that they were not going to uh, throw the treasure chest at the Southeastern Conference uh, when that came up, uh, that has held true. So it's interesting now. I'm curious, you know, ABC and ESPN, their, their primetime Saturday night game, which draws their A crew of Chris Fowler, Kirk Herbstreet. I wonder now if SEC falls into that time slot on ABC now, uh, moving forward once that starts in 2024. Oh, well, you know they will. I mean, Herbstreet is the golden boy of – and as a matter of fact, now that we're talking, I'll see him uh, on the air on the TV right now. So he's, I mean, he's smiling like a, he just won the lottery. He knows that he's locked in for those games, which is good for him because he is one of the best uh, commentators, how people like him and stuff. But, yep. you know, uh, you, you, you have to think that they would put him in that primetime spot because, uh, let's face it, it was – uh, Gary Donaldson, uh, you either, he's kind of like the Cowboys. You either Danielson, love him or yeah. you really mm-hmm. hate Danielson. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me, correction. <laughs> yeah. Sorry That's about right. that. That's right. You, yeah. I mean, he needs to be Donaldson because he's terrible. Um, <laughs> he's kind of like the, the Cowboys. You either yeah, love right. him or you hate him. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, so, and here's another breaking, uh, Utah state is going to hire Blake Anderson as their head coach. Okay. Uh, Blake Anderson, if you know Blake Anderson, the story behind him, uh, up-and-coming coach from Arkansas State, who last year got a lot of notoriety um, 
He was dealing with uh, the traumatic loss of his wife. Uh, he died with cancer. And Arkansas State won, rallied behind him, won a couple big games last year. Uh, he got that program in the right direction. So he has stepped down officially today and has accepted uh, the Utah State head coaching job. All right. Uh, uh, you know, there's still a uh, coaching vacancy available uh, just north of our location up on West End. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of interest in the Vandy job. Of course, we've talked about it quite a bit. Um, I don't think there's really anything new on that front as we sit here today on this Thursday. But uh, but I'm still impressed and impressed uh, every day when I hear the names that are interested in this position. Well, you know, I think they're doing it right now. You know, you and I have talked about this. Uh, it's good for that they're doing their homework on their candidates, uh, but you don't want to wait around too long because, like we talked about, the early signing period is December 16th. Exactly. Around, around in there. So, you know, as a recruit, you don't want to be going somewhere that you don't know who the next day coach is. So – uh, it'll be interesting. The next week's going to be real interesting uh, regarding the Vanderbilt Commodore football program. Yeah, they got a big game this weekend. Uh, big game. Yes, yes. Finally, that game's going to be played, at least as it stands today. Uh, and we'll get into the SEC schedule coming up in just a little bit uh, later on the show. Uh, Coach Mike, what's um, what's at the forefront of your mind on this Thursday evening in the world of sports? Well, just uh... – actually just trying to get caught up with everything and, and uh, stuff like that. Uh, I think that it's going to be an interesting deal to see if the Tennessee-Vanderbilt game actually gets yeah, played. if it gets played. Yeah. Uh, you got both both programs kind of reeling a little bit in, in one you know in different ways. But, uh, you know, I, I'm – I don't know. I, I don't know whether I'm pessimist or something like that. I'm kind of I'm, – I'm a little bit – you know, eh, let, let's let's see tomorrow. <laughs> you'll, you'll believe it when you see it. Yeah, I'll believe it when they start kicking off. <laughs> so, um, well, speaking, of, yep. JP, can I? Sure. Yeah, I want to ask your thoughts on this. Okay. Because the Big Ten came down uh, and dropped the hammer and lifted the restrictions of the qualifications for the, you know, the conference champion game. Uh, what's your thoughts about them doing that for Ohio State? Yeah, for those that don't know, uh, they changed their rule that uh, from the earlier in the season once they decided to play football that in order to participate in the Big Ten championship game, a team must play a minimum of six games. They have the eight scheduled plus the one, whether it be the championship or that plus one for all the other seeds uh, in their rival division, uh, two would play two, three would play three, and so forth. But in order to get the championship game, they said six games. Well, Ohio State has had three games now that they have not been able to play due to COVID. Uh, A couple were their opponents. One, I think, was for them, and they are not there at 5-0 right now. And Michigan Mm -hmm. was the last uh, game on their schedule, I guess. Uh, So they have lifted that in order to allow – Ohio State to play in their Big 12 championship, Big 10 championship, excuse me, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, if they have any shot at maintaining a top four spot in the playoff ranking, a Big 10 championship game probably is a must. They have fallen a couple of spots uh, due to lack of play or other teams. It's been 
um, you know, when out of sight, out of mind, and if they didn't play again, odds are that they may not make it to the Final Four. And in order for the Big Ten, in their mind, they felt it was prudent enough, uh, and, and I'm just summarizing here based on the story, but I, I don't think it's – you know, it's not rocket science here. They they wanted Ohio State to be the team to represent the Big Ten in the playoffs. In order to do that, they needed to get into the Big Ten championship game. In order to do that, they had to lift the six-game mandatory rule, and so that's what they have done uh, at this point. surprised that they would find a way to get their best team involved in that. You know, they, like yeah. you said, without, with, without, the, play, without the Big Ten uh, championship game, it, it becomes a much harder argument mm-hmm. to get them involved in the national championship tournament. So. Yep. And, I, you know, it's this, I, they make I, their I, rules. I, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's it's tough thing to do. And it's a, you know, I, I haven't read anything, and, and I don't think they're hiding why they did it. Like I said, it's not rocket yeah. science. Um, no. They're doing what they feel is best for their conference to get a team mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And, and I don't know if you can argue that if you're a Big Ten fan. Yeah. Well, you know, the Except only for one Indiana. that's going to make an argument, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> Indiana's just going to make it because, I mean, let's face it, but if Indiana fans are realistic, you lost to Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. You lost the head-to-head. Now, if this was any other year, uh, you know. Well, if Indiana, uh, like you said, if Indiana had not played Ohio State, right. you know, then, then you've got an argument on your hands. But like you but, said, but, the head-to-head – they, that's that's been decided. So, but really, let's be honest. What this is like, JP said. What this all boils down to is they want to put the team in, and it's all about money too. I mean, who's the bigger draw, Ohio State or Indiana? Oh yeah. Oh well, of course. Uh, but of unfortunately, course. it's you know with that rule in place, it was looking like Indiana might have a shot at the Big Ten mm-hmm. championship game because Ohio State would not have qualified, and that's taking an opportunity for Indiana to. Uh, perhaps win a Big Ten championship. Were they going to make the playoffs? No, they're too far back in the playoff rankings. But uh, it uh, it's taking away a potential, albeit it it would have had to have had an asterisk beside it, um, and they still would have had to have beaten Northwestern. But now it's Northwestern Ohio State. However, in lieu of all this, would not shock me if Northwestern blows it up and beats Ohio State. <laughs> that would be exciting. I hope Pat Fitzgerald and his team does that. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, uh, I know we're all going to be rooting for that. Of course, all of us SEC fans. It's in our nature. <laughs> it's in our blood to root against Ohio State. The we're, only team that, we're like Michigan fans. Other, we're like yes. the Chicken Man. Well, no, <laughs> we ain't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Don't don't you don't you put that evil on me, Ricky yeah. Bobby? <laughs> don't you put that. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, it's – I mean, I can't blame them all that much uh, for, for doing it, you know, getting their, their team in there, the Big Ten is, and, you know, just own it. If you're if you're Big Ten and, and the office, and, and, you know, we were talking about it earlier today on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, I don't know who officially makes those decisions. We, we guess each school has some representation, whether it be a president, an AD, in some fashion, mm-hmm. so – uh, the rule makers make the rules, and when you make the rules, you can change the rules. 
That's, yeah, you that's know, exactly right. Yeah, a, so, lot of it, a lot of it falls back on the commissioner of the conference and, and stuff like that. But he's, he's listening to those presidents because yep. those are the ones that put him in the place. He's had a rough year. And, and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a tough year on mm-hmm. decision-making yep. all the way around. And, and so this year, uh, you know, this year's been a juggling act anyway. You know, the rules, <laughs> unfortunately, the rules kind of get bent and almost broken yeah. daily. Yeah. Uh, because you do have to make these, you know. There, I don't think there is much argument. Ohio State's one yeah. of the best teams in the nation. Somehow they're going to need to get them in place to actually prove it. We we see we think that yeah. uh, have they pl- the question is have they played enough to determine to that? It, yeah, or to and to earn to earn that right, that opportunity. That, yeah. um, history and tradition of that program, recent history says yes, they're good enough. Yeah. Preseason ranking says yes, they're good enough. So, uh, you know, it's not a uh, going out on a huge limb to think that they are, in fact, one of the best four teams in the country. Is there anybody obviously better than them? Behind them? You know, behind them, yeah. I I don't think so. I don't know of anybody that I would say is obviously better than them. I don't Uh, think so. Yeah. Um, I do. Who do you think behind them is better? Uh, Florida? Probably Texas. Texas, You think Texas A&M is better? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, team-wise, yes. Now, do I think they got anybody as good as Justin Fields? No. Yeah, and but, that's what I meant by obviously. I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you can make an argument as far as being close, being competitive. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you on that, West. But uh, I don't know of anybody that's just head and shoulders, you know, that just, okay, you know, they deserve it over over the top of them uh, anyway. Well, I mean, if you're, just, if you're just going by stipulations and stuff like that, you know, and, and – I mean, we're talking about a year to year. Here's where it gets tricky. We all knew during this COVID stuff, people were going to have to be flexible and have to be a little, like, as JP has mentioned in the past, be a little gracious uh, with with other teams and stuff. But on the field of play, I don't think Ohio State could beat Florida this year. I just don't. I wore a Texas a because yeah. I mean, if you look at the Big Ten, it's weak this year. It's really weak. Well, they and haven't they at, haven't played enough. Yeah, I mean that's right. that's and that's part of the question as is Ohio State worthy of getting in the playoffs? That that is the question. And will the Big Ten championship game a win there and their sixth game will that do it? Um, well. I mean, we'll see how worthy they are if they do make the playoffs because they'll probably be number four. So they'll be going against number one. So, I mean, if everything yep. stays true, they'll be playing Alabama. So we'll see real quick how good they are. Yeah. Who, Ohio uh, State yeah. playing Clay- Alabama? Yeah. Clayton Harris yeah. has joined us here. <laughs> yeah. That, that's not going to happen because they're not going to have Clemson and Notre Dame play three times. That's well, not going to happen. You never know. You no. don't think they will? No. No, because they're uh, they're, they're going to put a, they're going to put Ohio State three, Notre Dame four. If Notre Dame loses to Clemson, but my thing is this: if Indiana was six and one, or I'm sorry, five and zero, oh, and Ohio yeah. State was six and one, there's no way they changed the rules. No, you're right. No, there's no yeah, way. Yeah. Oh yeah, they don't. Yeah, Ohio State is probably the only team they would change it. But you know, you look at where they are in the rankings too. You know, if Indiana was five, yeah. if five and zero, oh, yeah. they wouldn't be number four though. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They would not be ahead of Florida. They would not be ahead of A and M. Um, they may not. They probably would be ahead of Iowa State, but but that's not guaranteed. The Big Ten could not have handled this year worse 
It's been a tough year. I mean, it's yeah. just, just a lot of tough decisions, bad, but bad they've made yeah. they've been on the wrong side of several of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they're easy, but they've been on the wrong side. Yeah. It, well, and Clayton, here's a good point for you uh, because I've heard on the guys on College Game Day mentioned this several times. If Notre Dame finishes out, and let's say they beat Clemson, Clemson's out. The, the, they're going to say Clemson's out, but they're also talking about that they that they they will put Notre Dame as one. And Alabama, too. I don't think anybody in their right yeah. mind is going to vote in that committee room unless Alabama loses to Florida. If Alabama, Alabama finishes 11-0, and 0, they're number yeah. one. It, it, I mean, you look at the body of work, it's not even close. Oh, they, they're not dropping out of that yeah. one if they keep winning. No. Yeah, if they win, yeah, they're, I, they're, I, they're number one. I'd be surprised in, yeah. if that happens. Even but if Notre Dame beats Clemson I, again, I, I just I, I don't I still think there's a gap between Alabama and Notre Dame. Absolutely, and, and yeah. you got to look at Notre Dame's performances too in the playoffs. They've they've been atrocious every time yeah. they've been. They they, they get blown they out. really really good until they get to the game that counts. That's right, and then it then there's that uh, factor about getting hard to breathe for mm-hmm. some reason. And, it, <laughs> and if Alabama if Alabama beats Florida, and they do it in the, in a good manner. A handable fashion, uh, you know, fat, convincing, good fashion, but yeah, convincing fashion. Let me say it like that. If they do that, um, here's a scary thought. Uh, some people say this would never happen, but I'm telling you, the boys, the young man said he's going to play again this year. Jalen Waddle is is talking about. I mean, he's he's rehabbing every day already, and if he comes back for the national championship game, I don't see anybody getting within thirty points of Alabama. Well, I, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, we saw an offense last year with Tua that was very good. Obviously, he um, got injured towards the end of the year, and that that made a big difference. But I don't know. I, it, it's I, I go back to two years ago. Uh, they had a really good team, and we saw what Clemson did to them. Nobody expected that. So. That's true. That is true. All right. Uh, we're going to take our first break here on uh, TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales. Uh, coming up, we'll run down the SEC schedule. It's TriStar Sports Live presented by Parks Motor Sales. Happy holidays, everybody. it is the season it is upon us some new holiday themed bumper music bump music what do you think about that wes uh dropkick murphy's I feel like it. yeah I, I like the dropkick i thought that's who it was yeah I yeah dropkick murphy's yeah 
I thought I, thought I was in an Irish pub there yeah. for a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the vibe. Irish pub of the holidays. There's a I'm few places it. on earth better it. than that. <laughs> All right. Till we continue our college conversation, JP playing alongside Coach Mike Lyle, Wes Duncan, also coaching his own right, too, as well. We got a lot of coaches around here. Um, and uh, we are discussing college football here on TSL, presented by Parks Motor Sales. Uh, the SEC slate as it sits today, today, tonight, on this Thursday, because it could change. Right now, all the games scheduled are still on, which is the first time in several weeks that the SEC has, I think, gone this late into the week with uh, with their schedule. It'll kick off uh, Saturday morning at 11, Alabama at Arkansas. That'll be on ESPN coming out of game day. Uh, also at 11, it'll be Georgia at Missouri. Missouri, by the way, number 25 in the country. They've uh, moved into the top 25. How about that? That's on the SEC Network. 3 o'clock, and this is the only game in that window for the Southeastern Conference. Tennessee will be in Nashville to take on Vanderbilt. That's on the SEC Network. LSU at Florida, primetime game at 6 on ESPN. 6.30 on ES, uh, rather on SEC Network, it is Auburn at Mississippi State, and CBS has a primetime slot. Their window on Saturday, it'll be Ole Miss at number 5, Texas A&M. So I'm curious... The Tennessee Vandy game, and um, Clayton uh, loves uh, conspiracy. Clayton, I call him from time to time, but it is a fair question. Yeah. It is a fair question, and 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 it's something that uh, I know both of you probably have thoughts on. Um, you know, Vandy looking for a new coach. Of course, uh, Tennessee has struggled this year. Jeremy Pruitt has um, maybe not endeared himself uh, in the way he handles things. Sometimes makes you. Makes you go, hmm, sometimes. What if Vanderbilt beats sometimes? Tennessee? Yeah. What What if? He, uh, Clayton's question was, what if? And it's a fair one. What if Vandy beats Tennessee, then what? He's walking for, back to Knoxville. I was going to say, they're looking for a new coach. You think it happens there? You think no. that's the straw that breaks it? Oh, the, yeah. there's no doubt. That would be the straw that broke it, but that's not going to happen. What? I mean, Vandy, Vandy's not going to beat Tennessee? Is that what you're saying? No. Vanderbilt's got too many distractions right now. You know, you talk about Derek Mason being fired, and then this uh, Sarah Fuller, uh, you know, situation. I mean, they got a lot of stuff. They got a lot of turmoil. You know, um, I just don't see it. I mean, as bad as Tennessee's having a bad year, like right now. Like if if this was the Jay Cutler, you know. Um, uh, what is the receiver that used to play at Bandy? Played for the Eagles, JP. Uh, What's his name? Oh man, I knew. Yeah, yeah. They asked. Um, um, yep. I'm I, I would have to ask, but he, but you know, he was the great receiver. Mm-hmm. He was there with Cutler. Yep. Oh, Jordan. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Matthews. Matthews. Yeah, thank you, Jordan yeah, Matthews. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it'd come back to me. If it was that team going against Tennessee this Saturday, I would say you might as well chalk it up. He's done. You know, because Tennessee ain't beating him. But, um. I think Tennessee builds a little bit off of Harrison Bailey, getting a pretty good, you know, somewhat start. Saw a little bit more improvements. Uh, I mean, he was playing a good Florida team. But uh, there were some bright spots. Um, But you could obviously see that Tennessee played with a little bit more fire with him under center than they do with uh, Guantanamo Bay back there, you know. (laughs) 
goodness, goodness. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. again, you, and it's, it's no secret, you know, you, with Garantana, you never knew what you were going to get. He's either great or he's horrible, and, and he was getting more and more to the horrible side uh, more often and, and stuff. But, uh, you know, they're – you know, if Vanderbilt gets any kind of a foothold early, this could get this could get interesting. Uh, you know, again, without without a head coach, or like you said, with all the distractions going on, uh, you know, Tennessee gets up early. Uh, yeah, they, they could they could kind of control everything. But here's the here's the old bugaboo this year: Tennessee's got to play that third quarter, and yeah. who knows what's going to happen in the third quarter? It's been a that's been a nightmare for them. Here's the interesting thing, too, though. Um, you know, and me and JP have talked about this in recent weeks. Vanderbilt's bright spot for the first half of the year was their offense. You know, their offense was looking pretty good, uh, which is shocking because Mason being a defensive guy, yeah. you would think their defense would be the strong suit. And historically, but, that's that's been their strength is their defense. Yeah. Right. But, the, but the, the interim head coach now is the offensive coordinator. So you you know this um, if he's calling the shots now, he may get to he may open it up a lot more. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see what kind of tricks he's going to pull out of his you know out of the sleeve on Saturday because you know you don't know how if Mason's been restricting a little bit because offensively against Missouri they looked atrocious. Um, so. Who knows what we'll see Saturday. And even at that, what's he got to lose? You know, yeah. <laughs> open it up. <laughs> Come out there and, yeah, and, 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 you know, empty the empty the bag and see what you can pull off because, you, you know, you're already 15 points underdog, so what the heck? Go for it. And, hey, who knows? This, uh, you know, Coach uh, Mike, this is a good thing. Uh, this is a job interview for him, right. to be honest with you. Whether it's here. Saturday yeah. is a – Job interview, whether it's job here, interview. whether it's at Vanderbilt or any other place, is looking to see how he handles this. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It would be somewhere but else. Then, it would not. It won't yeah. be at Vandy. Yeah. Well, but don't rule that out, JP. Because here's the thing: if they come out and they beat a Tennessee, I mean, according to your AD, what did she say? She wanted to see somebody with some an offensive mind. And let's say they come out and, and hang, some it, hang charisma. Yeah, I, charisma. I, I haven't. I haven't heard. Heard him. I haven't heard anything from him. Um, I, 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 mean, I just, I, I don't, I, don't, I think they're moving on from from the Mason era, and uh, I, they're getting somebody new. They have too much interest um, to to you know promote the offensive coordinator that really hasn't from a, from a regime that's yeah, already yeah, lost they, all their yeah, games. They've, it's, I mean, it, 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 it would be it would be a tough sell, but it, you know, uh, <laughs> that's that's yeah, not happening. I don't know though. Would it? Would it? No, though, it's guys? not. No, I mean, it's not happening. No, they I'm could, saying they could be Tennessee be a, fifty to nothing, and it's not happening. Well, I promise you that. <laughs> I promise they could beat them fifty to nothing. 50 to nothing yeah, and that, it is still not happening. This, this, now, if this was coming from any other any other person, I wouldn't. I would disagree with you. But yep. JP's a long time Vanderbilt fan. And I mean, for him, I mean, who would normally be tickled to death to beat Tennessee to nothing? Oh, absolutely! Oh, I would love every second of it. But that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that this guy is the coach of the future. That's one game. Well, no, but I mean, you would hear a lot of cries. Oh, well, sure. I mean, you could make an argument, but it won't happen, and it shouldn't happen. 
But I think you know, and then he could go beat Georgia the next week if they play, and it still wouldn't happen. <laughs> well, but, uh, if, if I, I did, then I'd say you. Vanderbilt. Uh, I do agree with you that this is a maybe a, a case for you know for him to show. Oh, sure, yeah. For him yeah. to 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 have some other colleges look at him a, yeah. as a possible. If he's ever wanted to be a head yeah, coach, I, I don't think he has. Pull and, this upset and, would be a big feather for him. Yeah, it's a good opportunity for especially him, especially in the circumstances mm-hmm. they've been in. Yep. With losing so many players and having, like Wes said, having so many distractions around, and, and if he can pull that off, then yeah, he's uh, it'll be. And there's going to be places looking. Oh, sure. Well, here's what I would, <laughs> you know, they obviously got to look and see, hey, are the kids going to come out with a little fire, you know, and play hard for him? Or have they just decided to chalk it up and say, all right, That's let's move on. If Vanderbilt can make something happen early, then, yeah, you're going to see you're going to see the fight. If something if it goes against them early, then you're I'm afraid you're going to see them kind of fold up the tents a little bit. Here's my take on on that. I agree with you, Wes. I think it's it's more about does Vanderbilt show up and fight, or have they mm-hmm. mailed it in? And if they've mailed it in, uh, and if they can't get up to play Tennessee, no matter who their coach is, no matter what's happened this year, then those players don't deserve to to right. be playing. Uh, that's that's yeah, my exactly take. Right. That is not point. Me, that's not the coach's fault. Like I said, it's not going to matter what happens in these two games if they play two. Uh, in terms of the current regime and, and the coaches that are left, uh, there's going to be a new staff, a new head guy. But you know, the players, you you've got to take some person. And I'm not saying they're not going to, but I would I will be extremely disappointed if they don't put up some sort of fight in this game. You know, Absolutely. I mean, they may yeah. turn it over five times and lose fifty to nothing, but but at but least put up hard, a fight. You know, I, and I agree with you. I think they will come out early with that with that fight. But you know, when you've been beat down so many times so yeah. hard, it's hard to keep that emotional edge up. Now you have early success, mm-hmm. and man, that's gonna that you gonna may break explode. Tennessee's yeah, will right uh, very easily. And uh, and one thing that Vandy does have going for him in this game. There won't be sixty to seventy percent of that stadium clad in in that orange <laughs> yeah, color. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. That that you know Tennessee won't have the edge there that it has every other time they've been to Nashville in the last half century. That's right, <laughs> or more. I mean, so you know that momentum can't turn against Mandy. Um, so we'll we'll see. I, I but I, I what I'm looking for is a competitive. Team, the right. team that was competitive against Mississippi State, um, that was LSU competitive in the beginning. Yeah, and that was competitive against Kentucky, um, where I think they only lost by three. It, I think know, it was Kentucky. And if they stay competitive until they just wear out, I mean, yep. it's, they're they're going to have a depth problem. You know, they've lost too many guys to 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 maintain the depth and stuff. They they've always had a depth problem anyway when they had everybody. Yep. And they were competitive uh, against Florida yeah. for uh, well, a large portion team, of that game. Typically most of the time uh, Vanderbilt's first team is relatively competitive mm-hmm. to everybody. It's their second guy, you yep. know, when they have to rotate people in that uh, gets them in trouble and uh, that's going to be tough but again, it, it it's going to be a, a chance to uh, uh, get that emotional, you know, both teams are struggling. So Whoever gets the, the, the left, uh, whoever gets the lift early, I think is going to have going to have the, uh, the, the the advantage in this. I'm not one to ever say, you know, uh, to just throw it in the river. But 
if they do come out and lay an egg on Saturday, which I really hope for the, their sake they don't. If they if they come out and they're not competitive, I don't know that I wouldn't pull the plug and just say, okay, we're not going we're not going to finish the season. We're going to go ahead and name a head coach. That way he can come in with his staff and hit the ground running and and start changing this thing because uh you know what good would it do to go down there and get just absolutely embarrassed in Georgia well it wouldn't do any good for Vanderbilt uh Georgia's right. gonna uh push for this because uh that would have been their senior day yeah. um so they're gonna want this game to be played and they were calling out Vanderbilt when when Vandy uh postponed on them because of COVID and lack of enough players and uh, they're saying and and yeah that's that is possible that yeah. absolutely is possible uh, i hope for vanderbilt's I mean, sake that they that they program, don't yeah, i hope they show up and as a program i don't care who you are yeah. who, who's coaching and stuff like that you never want to project the idea that we quit yeah you know yeah we may go and get our head beat in but we didn't quit yeah and, and if you don't play that game against georgia you know that that's that's well, the, that's, looking, what, that's what the looking. school is projecting, not necessarily, and they they don't want they don't want that to go out as a, as a mm-hmm. as something. On but them. you look at Boston College. Boston College today has opted out of a bowl game, uh, a bowl game. Yeah, and citing reasons of you know all the trauma of twenty twenty. Bowl game is a little different. Yeah, a, a little different, but yeah. you know, I I can yeah, I can see that. I mean, it's. I don't. I'm not too harsh on that, as I, as I would yeah. be if if Vandy just, um, you know. Of course, it would. You know, they would. I don't know. I mean, you could, you could say that they probably may not have had enough players to play any game this year. Right. Uh, you yeah. could probably could have used that. Um, I, I just hope that that's not going to be the case. Um, but I tell you, you know, the way the numbers are rising, who knows? Who knows oh, what's going to happen? Saying, I mean, yep. We're we're going to be fortunate, guys, if we do have a college football playoff. I mean, everybody's saying, "Well, you know, hey, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We don't yes, know sir. that." And like J, JP said, these numbers are going through the roof, uh, and we don't know. I mean, the worst thing could happen. I mean, my goodness, who would have ever thought? And I'm glad Clayton ain't there because he'd probably fall over in his chair that Nick Saban would get COVID <laughs> twice. <laughs> you know, right. first one yeah. being a false positive, but you know, here it was three weeks later, he gets COVID. And that and would be one of the out. ironies. That'd be one of the ironies. If this, if, you know, these, one of these four teams has to pull out in the semifinals due to the COVID mm-hmm. outbreak, that would be, well, you yeah. would think that once the playoff is set, that those four teams would go into a bubble. Well, you would think that, but yeah. their bubble is still their own their own facility. Yeah. But yeah. here's the crazy thing: unfortunately, the bubble that know, would go through the Christmas holidays. Yeah, right. And and you know they're they're used these big power five. You know these these big programs are always in the championships during the holidays. Anyways, yeah. their kids stay on campus the whole time. Anyways, um, but here's what I want to ask you, JP: Do you think since the Big Ten has obviously showed that they're going to change the rules however they want to. Would there be pressure? Let's just say like a Dabo Sweeney gets COVID. Would they change the coaching rules for those playoff games and allow the coaches to be able to coach from the box or coach from home? Uh, I could see that happening for for 
a playoff game, you know, they could yeah. they'd have to make sure that hey, this is a one off and and I'm and I'm hoping that the Big 10 with their decision is a one off. Uh, that's why I'm not too harsh because if there's ever a year for for it to do anything crazy or to do anything that I can you know, say nothing this nothing is the done year this year should be a precedent. Nothing exactly. done this year it should shouldn't. should not set a yes, precedent. It should not set a precedent. Th- that's that's what I hope is that it, this is you know, these aren't precedents set, and that's why I'm – like I said, I'm not that tore up about that decision because I, I think I'm one that likes to look outside the box anyway, and mm-hmm. uh, why not take a look and see how you can – you know, look at it from a little bit broader spectrum than, than just – say, they might, you know, through they their, might their discover – they yeah. might discover that, you know, again, you know, <laughs> we may have to be fighting this fight next year too. If, if, that's true. If, and, and so if they do have to have coaches – out of pocket, you know, let's let's explore it now and yep. see if it's workable. All right. Uh, well, here's here's my here's my yep. only question on that. You know, what's the difference of a coach being up in the box a half mile up and a coach being on his couch watching it on TV? I mean, there's no significant advantage. Is what my you can, point is. Well, you you can see the the what you know what they call the all twenty two. The, the you can see the field. Um, from the box that you can't see from your couch. You only see what the production of the television gives you, which is primarily camera one, which is tightened up on where the ball is. You can see things happening up in the press box that you wouldn't otherwise see on television. Yeah, as a coach, if you but, want to zoom in, no, you I'm use saying, binoculars instead of the mm-hmm. TV camera, and you can't do that. No, y'all, y'all, well, yeah. y'all misunderstood what I was saying. Apparently, I was yes. saying the coach at home, could have like Saban did. He was watching. I mean, he had his all twenty-two rigged up, which is just like Huddle. It's just different. Um, so, but what's the difference in him being at home watching the all twenty-two as opposed to being up in the box? Oh, well, no, nothing. If, nothing. 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 Um, and especially as the head coach, who's the administrator, who makes the the big what I call the policy decision during the game. You're right. That could be done easily from home. Whereas coordinators are, are a little bit different. They, I, position coaches need to be down I, there. Face I think to face it would be them. different because, you know, even up in a press box, you can still kind of garner some sense of the vibe of what things are. Yeah. You, you, can, you can see things, I think, in person that you wouldn't otherwise see just watching. Movie. I could be wrong, but I, I, think, I think it yeah. would make a difference. I know personally as a coach, I would. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't particularly like it up in the box. I, yeah. I, like I said, I wanted I wanted to be down there. I wanted to look in that kid's eyes. I wanted to know, you know, what the what the body language, you know, and that 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 deer in the headlight look or that confident look that hey, we got this thing to know because uh, that would dictate a lot of what I would do. Yeah. But uh, you know, from an administrative point of view, uh, Wes may have a point that you know you can you can administrate it from. Oh, it can be done. Anywhere. There's yeah. no question. It, and, it can and, be and done. if we're in the situation, like you said, if we're facing this situation next year where you got a coach, again, let's let's put it on like Saban. You know, the head coach does get COVID, COVID positive. Instead of cutting him off, was it 18 hours before the game? Hey, let him, let him do it electronically. And, uh, yes, it's a – may be a coaching disadvantage, but at least it's a way for him to stay involved with his team. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, to, the original question, would they uh, – I could see um, a change being made or an allowance mm-hmm. of a coach, you know, whatever they can do to get, you know, their coaches the there. The best product put forward. For, yeah. I, I would think. 
I would think yeah. that, I mean, you know, championships a little different than just a regular season game. Um, and again, so. this year with the idea that this year's an outlier, you mm-hmm. know, there's no precedent set necessarily with, with what's done. Yep, no question about it. All right, uh, by the way, uh, we were talking Tennessee Vanderbilt. You can hear that game, uh, the Vol Network, Saturday. Uh, coverage uh, begins at 1.30, kickoff at 3 for Tennessee and Vanderbilt. And the Alabama call with Eli Gold and company will begin at uh, 8 o'clock, right? 8 o'clock. 8 yes. o'clock. Is that your game? Uh, well, it was my game. Okay. Uh, I got- have a – I have a previous engagement. Terry and I are trading the game, but it okay. will be co- it will be broadcast. Yep. All right. Eight o'clock uh, is coverage. Uh, Eleven o'clock kickoff. Alabama goes three hours prior to kickoff with their football coverage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Got hey, why, why not? Why not? You get you. They got people that'll talk about roll it. Roll so. tide, baby. <laughs> roll tide. Roll tide. You'll hear that on WKOM Tennessee on WKRM. This weekend, uh, tonight, uh, coming up at 6.30 is Hey Coach. That would be Nick Saban and uh, the Alabama. That's on 101.7 uh, right here, WKOM. Uh, and I believe we have some high school basketball tomorrow night, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, go to uh, TriStarSportsRadio.com, Summit, and Columbia Central. Uh, you can listen in there, and uh, we got links there to their school websites with their calendars. So, uh, especially this year, more than any other, yeah, you, it's you can change, literally change it's hour change. to hour. Yep. So, just keep checking with us. Yep, and also uh, check in sm-tnsports.com. Uh, they do a fantastic job, uh, Maurice and Chris, of uh, keeping up with uh, what's happening in the world of high school sports. Uh, Mo and I will uh, be with you tomorrow morning, nine to eleven. For Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, we'll get you ready for the weekend. Uh, we'll have um, Teresa Walker uh, on uh, on the phone with us tomorrow morning, talking a little Titans, Wes. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> I got. I, I know. Yeah, I, I got know five minutes. Go nope, nope. We're we're gonna we're gonna go about another four or five minutes and um, and finish off. Good deal. This uh, this fast paced hour on a Thursday. So what? Hey, well let's let's yep. talk Titans. Let, let me hear it. Tell let me, me hear it. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> come on. I mean, y'all, come on. Y'all been y'all been drinking the Kool Aid and everything, and I mean we laid a goose egg. We laid a goose egg big time first half last week, and you know, I mean, we're talking about the Browns now. Y'all, I don't know everybody. All oh, the Browns are good this year. The Browns are good. Yeah, they finally got smart and started giving it to Nick Chubb and spreading the offense around a little bit. And you know, got Baker Mayfield back there. He looking like Kenny the Snake Stabler throwing it all over the place. Um, but we made them look a lot better than what they were. Cleveland always plays good uh, at Titan Stadium. Uh, JP went to a game a couple years ago, and there were more Browns fans. Was, I thought I was at a Vanderbilt game because there was more Browns fans and Titans fans. And uh, I just didn't have a good feeling when that game started. And then 41 points later, I really didn't have a good yeah. feeling. And then they come back the second half and started finally started playing ball. And then this, you know, a little too late. Yeah, you know? they had, had a couple of, 
a couple of drop passes though uh, that hit hit the receivers right in the face mask. A couple I of mean, fumbles. Uh, in fumble. Stuff. I mean, we, yeah. we fumble. It's yeah. uncharacteristic. Well, I mean, but uh-huh. even in the second half was the was the two drop passes that I noticed that, that took them out of drives that could have been the difference. Uh, you know that was, and it was uncharacteristic for for both of those for both of those receivers to to do that. Not what not only were they drops. But one of them turns into an interception, uh-huh. uh, you know. So, it, hey, it, I've said this. I said this, and I'm on this. I said this the other day on the air. Uh, our defense, Helen Keller, could score on our defense right <laughs> oh, now. Man. Uh, you know, she'd probably have 200 yards receiving against us. Um, but Brable needs to, you know, he needs to be a head coach. I was going to say, I'm, I'm about to get on that train that says, you know, he needs to hire himself a, a, a coordinator and let, you know, and administer. We need to team. get Matt Patricia. I've said that. Yeah. He is one of the best coordinators out there. He, I mean, he single handedly built, learned under the Bill Belichick uh, tree. He knows the defense. He's a good minded defensive guy. Brable knows he's good. He's sitting out there. Probably, you know, just sitting in his lounge chair right now. Go get him, you know. Give, give him these last get, part of the season to get his feet under so they can yeah, take off. Get his year. system in there. Yeah, take off of the playoffs. Yeah, get just him in get the, in the playoffs. Because yeah. get in know, the playoffs, and, and yeah, you know they're, what? They're pushing the it thing. close. They get one more that get that little push over. Yeah, they could they could go they could go a long ways this year. But I mean, we gotta you know. I mean, that's what happens. What you saw Sunday is what happens when you solely rely, you covering up your defense by saying, okay, we're going to score a lot of points with our offense and just get by on defense because that philosophy works when you're playing teams that are not as good. But when you go up against somebody that's, you know, pretty balanced and just as good as you, that's what happens. Well, you've got to stay – you know, the Titans have to stay close enough to stay balanced. If they get out of whack where they are going to have to depend on the pass only to get back into the game, then, yeah, they're 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 in trouble you know, and stuff. But as long as they, and I wish if they I, stay close enough to use Henry, uh, you know, legitimately or logistically or whatever big word you want to throw in there, if they stay close enough to use Henry effectively, then they're tough and they're going to be hard to beat. If if they just got to drop back and throw it and take Henry out of the picture, then, you know, then they then they drop back to a mediocre team, uh, as, as good as we'd like to see them to be, without being close enough to use their running game, then they're in trouble. But we need to, we need to call a spade a spade. Uh, we said this in the beginning, and I think it was when, J.P., June, July, somewhere around there, when we were talking on the air. And I wish Epley was on here because I would be roasting him just as bad right now. Uh, and we'd all love to see that, too. Yeah. By the way. Absolute, absolute. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I think we can all attest to it. Absolute bust. We wasted $12.5 million on Jadavian Clowney. Uh he hasn't done anything. You know, you can say what you want to. He's, you know, he's taking some pressure off Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah. But, I mean, we've I lost, the big, he's not the, playing. He's yeah, out for he's the rest of the, the year. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the bigger waste. Yeah. You know, the bigger waste. You know, at least Clowney's got the uh, excuse, if you want to call it that, the, of being hurt. The biggest waste to me was Beasley. Well, that's yeah. both of them. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that and, was, and that, falls yeah, on, that falls on John Robinson because of the fact that we had positions in the draft 
and we banked on Clowney. Yeah. And we banked on it, and it backfired, and that's what's happened during. I'll, I'll give I'll, I'll give him a couple of hiccups there, you know, because he's made some other really good decisions, uh, you know, getting personnel in and, and, and stuff like that before. So yeah, you're right. You know that but, that, that particular but what about decision this draft, blew up, Mike. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, look at your left tackle. You, you pick you pick this guy from Georgia. Now, he's big in stature, big in size, but I mean, obviously, we didn't do a character study on this guy because. Well, when you look he at what they did, you look at what yeah. they did the year before, though, with the character study that they got right in Jeffrey yeah. Simmons. Yeah, right. So yeah. they they yeah. had some, they had yeah. some leadway uh, for sure, and uh, we'll see. Yeah. The you know the book's willing, not written on this on this. I'm season more willing yet. to give him a little more yeah. leeway on that because he's made some really good decisions. He's, he's in done the well. In he's, the past. he's put yeah, a no, pretty no, good I'm roster. Not that, but, Defense but is struggling, no question. All right, we're at the top of the hour, and I appreciate you not saying anything about Tannehill. Uh, coming up tomorrow, Not 9 yet. to 11, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. <laughs> and we'll be back at it tomorrow afternoon, 5 o'clock on TriStar Sports it'll Live. Be, it'll be Tannehill time presented tomorrow. Presented Parks Motor Sales. <laughs> oh, man. Stay safe, everybody. Good night. Oh, see y'all. See ya.